talking about bringing people back to life, uh, Adam Selzer has done a remarkable job in a book titled Graceland Cemetery, Chicago Stories, Symbols, and Secrets. It is published at the moment, yes. shall we say. Yeah, officially not for a week or so. Yeah, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's in libraries and stores now. It's from uh, a Three Fields Books, which is an imprint of the University of Illinois Press, which is a, which is a decent press. <laughs> it literally should be on the bookshelf of anybody who cares anything about Chicago. Uh Adam, I want to hear more uh, some of your background. I want to get get up to speed on you. I am I am sorry that we've never right. met before. Adam keeps going. Yeah, we met in the lobby of the hallway of the old yeah, WGN I, I, studio. Yeah, I met, I met you one time, and I was like, oh wow, Rick Cohen. <laughs> yeah, and um, I, I'm sure I was nice. I mean, I, yeah, you were nice. But, but I've uh, I have come to admire you tremendously uh, thanks to this book. You're a child of Iowa. Yep, grew up in Des Moines. Uh, then what? Which, uh, we, when I was in high school, we moved to out, outside of Atlanta, but I came here immediately after college. I'd been up in Chicago for a couple of concerts, and I'd read about it in all these Daniel Pinkwater books and stuff, and I kind of decided that's the city for me. Your, your passion for history was fired when? Uh, I've always enjoyed this sort of thing, but it was uh, when I was working for... I got a job working for a ghost tour company, and they told me all these stories to tell people, and some of Where? them... Uh, it, was, it was here in Chicago. Yeah. But they, they, some of the stories struck me as a little fishy, so I started doing the research to uh, figure out um, you know, better ways to tell the story, more accurate ways to tell. Because any, any ghost story ought to have a historical story behind it. Oh, sure. So, like Resurrection I, Mary was actually Abraham, one of Abraham Lincoln's early girlfriends right. or, something, or something like that. <laughs> right. But you, you started your career as a writer. Yeah. Uh, writing young adult fiction and yep. middle grade fiction. That was your intention when you went to college? You wanted to be a that writer? Was, that was the plan, to be a writer, yeah. And, and being a tour guide is a similar skill set anyway. Yeah. So it's still, it's still a matter of putting a story together. Well, it's also part of the skill set is being a performer too. There's that no, too, I, no did, I did. I did acting as a that. kid. Did you? So you know, what? nothing, nothing seriously professional or anything. It's community theater. Yeah, but it was something I really enjoyed doing, and again, it's it's, it's skills that I use. So you got on. You got. We're working, writing books, mm-hmm. and working. Giving ghost tours, right? I did, I did one his one other history book in that same era called the Smart Alex Guide to American History, <laughs> that that did reasonably well as these things go. And that was it was also so much fun just finding these stories and digging up the photos and the old pictures and making fun of people's mustaches. <laughs> but uh, th- there is, I mean, there are certain people. My father was one. I like to think I am too. Who who are passionate about digging yeah that's, in libraries or other places that might it's it's kind of the same appeal that hunting probably has or fishing to some people i mean yeah. sometimes i go to the like a microfilm room without even having anything that specific that i'm looking for uh just toss in or even the more and more papers are digitized now just toss in a search term and see what comes up yeah well in your career in life i mean you're still young you're in your early 40s i would yeah. think yeah uh that the world has kind of been able since your twenties to open up to you with with oh right the internet yeah which I'm not always totally fond of but I know the kind of riches that oh lie sure there. I mean I can get the whole Chicago Tribune archives like that the Daily News is uh, is digitized now yeah, um, yeah. The, most of the Inner Ocean a couple of years of the Chronicle a few years of the Chicago Democrat even can you can you <laughs> here's a good question I just finished. Uh, a chore of detailing in ooh, six parts of 1,200 words each, the 175 
your history of the Chicago Tribune. Yeah. And what I learned sometimes, Adam, is in going back over these things, you can't. I know if it's in black and white, it's got to be true, but you cannot always trust papers, can <laughs> Oh, sure, you? yeah. I mean, it's, it's nice when we can get two or three papers from the same city on a story, so we can see how each of them took it. Yeah. So you're doing the ghost tours, and you're enjoying that. Yeah, it was, it was, I, I love doing the ghost tours. Um, with with but the it, ghost tours, I've known some people who did the ghost tours and, and uh, operated them and yeah. took the ghost tours. Uh, the... That it's a seasonal job, is it not? Uh, I mean, it's definitely busier in October, yeah. but it, it, you know, I, I worked year round at it, and you enjoyed it. I, I had a great time doing it. Yeah. Did you sort of uh, grow as a performer? Because that, uh, certainly, that, it got certainly, I did get better as I went by, and also doing the, the same route and the same jokes over and over. You learn like little ways to tweak things, but also you 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 kept digging. Oh yeah, and I was always always looking for more stuff to talk about, and it's it's, it's tricky. There's only so many places that are supposed to be haunted that aren't just the same story about a bar. So I was kind of it was kind of limited in that in that respect. But in the process of research, I would find all these other stories that, like, man, I wish this guy was haunting someplace. <laughs> I would... Well, I remember there, for a time early early on when tours became something of a thing here in Chicago, Ooh. there was a guy. Will not mention his name. Who used to take tours of uh, foreign visitors to Chicago, Ooh. and he would take them to the Billy Goat Tavern on uh, the Lower Michigan Avenue in Hubbard, Michigan, Ooh. and he would tell them to listen for the hoofbeats of the goat, <laughs> and you would see him making the noise under the bar, and, <laughs> right. and these tourists would go insane. I mean, I remember uh, sitting there with, like, Royko, who knew more about yeah. the Billy Goat than anybody, thinking, this is one of the great scams of all right. do, do you hear the ghost yeah, of the goat? Of the goat. One thing I'm proud of is I never, I never tried to trick people with this stuff. You I never, I never told them their camera flash. You know, well, sometimes they'd get so excited showing me a picture of their camera flash bouncing off a window, and I'd say, "Oh yeah, I can't really analyze it based on your phone, but that's a really cool looking picture." But don't you also find that uh, the history, history is interesting? The history yeah, that, of the this history city, is, is, the history is fascinating. That's that's what was, what was really the draw for me, even on the uh, even on the ghost tours, more so than the supernatural element to it, because you know, there's there's a history story behind all of this stuff. Well, and and the, the stories themselves are fascinating. One of the one of the great things about uh, the Graceland Cemetery book, which is uh, you can order now, uh, is it that you have discovered or have written about? You've chosen not to write about every one of the famous people who right. Are there. M- many of these people already have biographies out there. That Marshall you can find. Field, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I, I can't not include somebody with that awesome a monument. Sure, but you know, sure. part of the story to me is like how the family evolved and how the same money that built that monument went on to make Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. Well, there's some. We're going to go through this after the top of the hour because Adam's going to be here all the way to six thirty. We'll get into into specifics, but he does a lovely job of just talking a little bit about the history of graveyards in yeah. general. I mean, it, uh, uh, <laughs> he's got a guy in here, the only person who knew both Abraham Lincoln and H.H. H. Holmes. What drew you to H.H. H. Holmes? Uh, really, that's, that started out just being with a ghost tour company. They wanted to start doing H.H. H. Holmes tours, so there was such a market for it after Devil in the White oh, City. Oh, God, yeah. But, um, don't you wish, as a, as a historian author, don't you wish you'd written Devil in <laughs> yeah, the White sure City? Yeah, sure I do. Oh. Well, not, no, not from a historian point of view. It would be a great yes. novel. <laughs> yeah, no and I did end up doing an H.H. H. Holmes book eventually, yeah, uh, about five years ago. So, you know, it's a, the problem with doing tours of it is it all takes place in like two or three 
concrete spaces. Yeah. So yeah, I had to yeah. go do uh, dig up the Holmes stuff in the library to find more stuff to talk about. And turn out, newspapers just spilled barrels of ink on this guy. Sure. And that's just in Chicago, but he was incarcerated in Philadelphia. The Philadelphia papers would steal letters out of his cell and print them. Yeah. And so there was tons. And it, it also ended up turning out that almost everything about the guy is untrue. I mean, that building was never a... The, the, the great story is that he built a hotel full of booby traps to kill yeah. the World's Fair patrons. The building was never a hotel. He's not known to have preyed on any World's Fair patrons. He was a swindler first and foremost. He did and, kill and, nine or ten and people. And actually, not a bad swindler. Um, I, I don't know what qualifies I think was, as a good I think he was a very swindler. ambitious swindler. I don't know if he was <laughs> a very... Well he got no, caught so often. No, the legal <laughs> archives, I found dozens of lawsuits against the guy. Now, how many books... When you started to write... You're working ghost tours. You're you're you making a living doing ghost tours. What did you um, do for you know, at the time? As I they was call a about, straight job. At, at the time, I would make um, usually in a given year. I would make. I had the two jobs: writing young adult novels and running tours. Usually, I'd make almost enough to get by on one of them and fill out the gaps with the other. And gotcha. so one year it was. What there were a couple of years when I made almost enough to get by on each of them, and that worked out particularly well. Oh, that's well. great. That's great. So no, have you then, lived you know, in? It's, vi- it's, it's it's freelance. It's feast or famine. Yeah. Uh, have you lived various places in Chicago neighborhoods? Now, mostly, I, when I moved to town, I lived at a place by Grand and Racine, and I was in that one small apartment for 15 years. Wow. Wow. And then they priced us out of there because they're starting to build things like the Epiphany the, the yeah, Center for the, the Arts. you got to see that place. So um, I, think I can't wait to see it. But, you know, the, as that neighborhood exploded, the... You know, the, my landlord decided to renovate and double the rent, so he kicked us out. Well, we're up in West Rogers Park. By us, who you mean? Uh, by, my, my wife and I. What does she do? Uh, she is a copy editor and also writes young adult novels. Really? Yeah, Ronnie that's, Davis. She has a book fabulous. out called uh, When the Stars Lead to You. Oh, God, I'll have to meet her, too. Yeah. I'll have to meet her, too. Uh is going to be on this entire hour, and we're going to get into real specifics about uh, okay. About the book, because you can see how many notes. I see you got a lot, a lot of post-its in there. Well, it's a saying Studs once told me when he had me on for a strange book that I wrote when I was like 26 called Doctor Nightlife Chicago. Okay, about taverns in Chicago. Oh and yeah. He, he was my father's best friend, so he had me. That's the reason he had me on. He wasn't particularly interested in the book. I don't think he'd be there like Rick. Here you've got a, a section on Ricardo's. This is where I, we met in 1948, and uh, and here you have a section on the Earl of Old Town. Let's let's yeah. hear let's hear a song by Fred Holstein. <laughs> and at the end of the hour, uh, Stud said, "Well, what did you think?" I said. Studs, that was remarkable. That's the most amazing hour I've ever had. What's what's the secret? Read the book. <laughs> Read the book, and that stayed with me. And, yeah. that's, and reading this was a joy. You're very, you're a very, very, very good writer, and the people you've selected uh, in the book are are compelling and yeah, I've tried to just pick the you know it's it's totally biased on my part just yeah. the people I thought were the most interesting well we will take a Good tour bad. <laughs> we will take a tour on the radio All right. uh, of Graceland after the news welcome back after hours with me Rick Kogan and Adam Selzer who is the author most recently of Graceland Cemetery Chicago's stories symbols and secrets what compelled you you write about it a little up front in the book compelled you to put together a book uh, attention deficit disorder, mostly. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are prolific, and you are incredibly busy. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to read one short thing here to give you an example of what a talented 
writer this young man is. He's writing here about uh, Henry Graves and the Statue of Death. And he writes, uh, no one who has seen Eternal Silence, the statue of Laredo Taft built for the Graves family plot, has ever forgotten it. Uh, He then writes later on, often known as the Statue of Death, though the figure is probably supposed to be Father Time, it soon became the subject of urban legends. Honestly, one would be disappointed in the city if it didn't. Rumors held that it was impossible to take a photograph of it that remained in focus, a legend that died out with the rise of digital cameras, or that if you looked at it in the eye, you would see your own death. And I, I, I know why you would put that in. That's just fascinating. Oh, you know, I can't leave that stuff out. That's part of the story. Fascinating so. to me. Uh, it must have been difficult for you uh, with all the research you've done. And you had you started giving tours of Oh, yeah. Of I've, I've been giving tours of Graceland for a few years. What um, started you doing that? Was it the ghost tour stuff? Yeah, it was... Uh, I was moving away from just doing ghost tours and doing his. I was working for a company called Atlas Obscura that let me come up with whatever oh, I wanted, yeah. to, whatever I thought would be a cool tour. And I thought, well, let's let's do Graceland cemeteries. You know, I've gathered so many stories over the years of all these unsolved mysteries and interesting people and interesting monuments, and the, all the stories end up in the cemeteries. Yes. So, well, see, that's one of the fascinating things I have often thought, and you write it here somewhere. I'm trying to find it. Bear with me, ladies and gentlemen. That. Uh, what a cemetery is here he writes uh soon as all garden cemeteries strove to be graceland was at once a park an open-air museum and an art gallery and it is filled with to my mind living chicago yeah everybody has a story to tell who is 175,000 everybody has several stories to tell i hope yeah so they don't always survive a lot of these railroad presidents all you can find about them is that they were railroad presidents well and you, yeah <laughs> but, you write here i mean these this introductory stuff is really really fabulous you write about people who were famous in their day but haven't had anything written about them since their epitaph that's something were I, I found so often like there were there were because like Emory A. Store, there was hardly a uh, hardly a political rally where Emory A. Store, the lawyer, wasn't the star speaker for a couple of generations, starting from the 1850s all the way through the 1880s or so, and he's just been completely forgotten since then. I couldn't find like one thing. What like there was like one newspaper article in some random other town. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a very valuable lesson for anybody who right. wants to I mean, really well, well, you understand know, humanity, yeah. I think. Well, you know, it's if nobody retells the story after 20 years, it's just going to slip through the cracks. Well, and you're doing a fantastic job of uh, retelling them. You also write in here, it's easy to forget, but good to remember that the people here were once alive and that there was more to their lives than business transactions and weddings. Uh-huh. And you do. Did you have to call? Is is this book? I did not count how many people are. Uh, not there's a lot of kids and right. Of, there, there are hundreds in here. Well, right? there's, there's a lot. There's well, there's a lot of uh, at least a paragraph about a lot of people, but other people. Since it's arranged geographically, I could use a lot of people just as way markers. Right. Where I would just say and just take a left at the orange marker for grocer so and so or this person who ran at the B and O railroad. It is. It is done in a kind of. It is in a sense. It's kind of a guidebook. It would be the the most richly detailed guidebook I've read in some time. <laughs> 
time. Thanks. I mean, it really is that, it's fabulous. And I, I was fascinated, too. Maybe I didn't know it or forgotten about Thomas Bryan. Thomas Bryan is one of a couple of guys that I refer to as like a Forrest Gump type character. They just yeah. pop up everywhere in history. Well, he was, uh, you know, he spoke many languages. Mm-hmm. He was uh, the first president of Graceland. He disappointed yep. that his little boy was buried in some... Yeah, buried in the old city cemetery on Lincoln would, Park, which sound, he literally so, called repulsive. Yeah, sounds so charming, yeah. the old cemetery. Yeah, he was the founder of Elgin. He bought the the handwritten draft of the Emancipation Proclamation, sold copies to run the soldier's home, was the vice president at large of the World's Fair. Um, just on and on. It's and wrote. The, uh, luckily, one of his witty poems survives too. <laughs> yeah, I know, and it's in here. Yeah, it's in here. This, I, I would. This is something I, I decided early on. If I can find like a joke that they told, I'd much rather repeat a joke that they told. Something to show us what they were like. And you also have some of the, had. some of the last lines or or. Oh, I love. La- I'm fascinated by people's last words. Yeah. Well, fascinating. I had on a, a old colleague and friend of mine, Rob Elder, who has done a book about. The last words of uh, people who were executed. Oh, is, yeah. Yeah, so I'll, I'll get you that book. Mm. Uh, it, it, there's a fascinating section here, too, about the Medill McCormick Patterson family. I'm into that because I had to do the 175-year uh, anniversary of the Tribune. But you write mm. here, the Medill family is one of Chicago's most tangled dynasties which is saying something. Yeah, it's almost it's it's almost crazy. Right. Well, trying to find you know, plotting the well, there's people members of that family in like a dozen different plots in Graceland Cemetery, and the way that they grew and evolved politically and socially and everything. You've got uh, some of the most radically progressive and the most arch conservative. No question. All in the same family. No question. Again, ladies and gentlemen, his name is Adam Selzer. Uh, S e l z e r. You have a lot of different kind of websites. What's going on? If you just go to adamschicago.com, that'll link you to everything. And the big thing is uh, Mysterious Chicago Tours. I do walking tours of Graceland. There'll be a walking tour uh, next weekend called Architecture of Mysterious Chicago, which is a combination architecture tour in the loop, and also I tell true crime stories in the midst of it. And you do some virtual tours, yeah, too. Yeah, every, every morning on the Mysterious Chicago Facebook page, I'll go someplace, a cool house or a building or some historical site or a mural, and do about a 10-minute tour, and then once or twice a week, we do a full-length virtual one. Today was uh, one called Jerks in Chicago Cemeteries. Thursday night is all stories from Uptown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you can log on to those for free. There's uh, If you go to adamchicago.com, it'll link you to the to the weekly ones anyway. not The, the daily ones just be on Mysterious Chicago's Facebook page at 10 o'clock in the morning. Aye, aye, but aye. every every day I go out something, there's a crowd, we call them the Mysterians, who come, all the, who right, come right, right. day after day. And you know, during the pandemic, it became just a place where people could go to check in and just have some contact with uh, some interaction with people. Well, you've written some 20 books, and you are something of a... a a joyful workaholic. There's no question yeah. question about that. Well, I, pl- I watch plenty of TV. So Do you really? I still, have plenty of, I still spend plenty of time watching TV and refreshing Twitter. But uh, And writing this book, I mean, it, what it really impressed me about this book, uh, Adam Zelzer, is the 
it, it, it's artfully written. Oh, I'm thanks. telling you that it really is. You must know that, and you must. It, 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 but you I, must. Didn't want, I didn't want it to be dry. That's for yeah, sure. It certainly isn't. We'll return to that book after a short uh, little break and carry on with uh, talking about the sad. Louis Sullivan is a guy who is yeah. always always haunting me. We'll talk about Louis Sullivan, who designed some amazing things there. And right, and couple, one particularly amazing the, tomb. But people get so hung up on the architecture, they forget how interesting one of the people is, inside is, of it yeah, is. No kidding. Oh. We'll be back. Louis Sullivan, who is uh, not one of the objects of obsession by my friend Tim Samuelson, uh, mm-hmm. but he's one of mine. Uh, Adam Zelzer writes about Sullivan here in his Graceland Cemetery, and it's kind of, in a way, is it a heartbreaking. Right? Sullivan's grave was initially unmarked mm-hmm. when he died in 1924. He was out of fashion and in dire financial circumstances. But admirers added the stone five years later. It was initially announced that the boulder marking his grave would be seven feet high, but a more modest granite stone was eventually used. Sullivan's a, a big uh, player in Graceland, is he not, Adam? Yeah, he designed a couple of mausoleums there, too. Yeah, which ones? Uh, the one is uh, Ryerson, which is a very atypical of his style. It's kind of an Egyptian throwback, but not a fancy one. Uh, but he also did the uh, Getty Mausoleum, yeah, which is uh, almost the quintessential example of his style. Almost everything we associate with Sullivan is in that tomb. Yeah, and it's beautiful. It's it, uh, it, utterly gorgeous. Yeah, Even beautiful. the hinges on the doors, and they, they've only recently gotten inside of it. Really? They, uh, they normally they, they check inside of mausoleums a couple of times a year just to check for signs of damage or anything. Yeah, well, sure. But that one has been sealed off for a long time. They couldn't get in, but they um, they they did and found a death mask of Henry Getty, the lum- uh, who was a lumberman, is up on the wall inside of it. Oh, God, how interesting. <laughs> well, and then back to back here in the book, and this is why this book is so, so utterly captivating, you have uh, Cap Streeter, otherwise more formal formerly known as Captain George Wellington yeah. Streeter, back-to-back back with Edith Rockefeller McCormick, <laughs> yeah. who is another... I just reviewed a book about Edith Rockefeller oh, really? McCormick that is uh, utterly fascinating. I bet, yeah. What, I'll get you a copy. I'll get you a copy. But these... You devour, I have to think, Adam Zelzer, a, a ton of information about these people before marshalling what you find. I try to, yeah. Yeah. I do. You, you couldn't possibly get tired of this, could you? I could never. There's still so many other people. Originally, the manuscript, the book could have been twice as long. Oh, no question. They wanted to keep it at the. Uh, you know, there's a there's a lot of outtakes from it, stuff that I just couldn't fit in and keep it under the word count limit. Uh, the Getty family tomb is an amazing thing. It, 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 young people who go to. Grayson Cemetery, and I've taken a number of kids there on tours and tried to teach them something about history. And yeah. and, uh, many of them are taken with the Burnham Island. That yeah. is one of the most... Tell people about the Burnham Island. Uh, the Burnham Island is uh, out in the pond. There's a little island that originally was just a gazebo, but after the architect Daniel Burnham died, I looked at the paperwork. Like uh, Shortly after his death, his widow was able to buy the burial rites there and it it would all be urns i don't think they could handle full casket burials on the island um but there's just you know very elegant it's just uh, some boulders with plaques for him and his family and his his sons who are also architects well it it is just it is such a stunning place yeah i mean it is such a stunning thing also we have i i am not 
I was terribly fond of him as a baseball player and a human being. I'm not fond of the uh, of the Ernie Banks. And the, the Ernie Banks monument is fairly controversial. It's, there's been three things there that I've shown people on tours. First, it was not not yet marked. Then they added a temporary marker just because so many people were asking. Yeah. It, takes, it can take a long time to make these things. Sure, sure. Um, so there was a temporary one that was just black granite with a baseball diamond, and now there's the new one with uh, a baseball glove and a relief yeah. portrait of him. Yeah, the glove. That a lot of people liked the 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 temporary one better. Yeah, the glove doesn't do it for me. Yeah. simply doesn't do it for me. And then he's right next to Ruth Page uh, I and know. Bruce Goff. I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> the uh, You thank in here and have a lovely photo, and I guess among your many companions on your wanderings in Grace Hunter Coyotes. Yeah. You and Robert yeah, Lorzell. Yeah, there's a, on my Patreon every week I post a coyote in a cemetery picture. <laughs> and, you know, it's um, in season when 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 it's fall or when it's winter and the I think the cemetery looks at its best, I'll just go out there in the morning with a camera and find the coyotes. And some days they're just divas posing for me. <laughs> <laughs> you do a wonderful job of if there is a... So many notable uh, symbols and objects there. The the most controversial, I think, might be George Pullman's. Pullman's, yeah. There, well, there's the, there's the whole mystery of whether he's really buried in a giant, uh, a 10-foot deep grave full of cement, steel, and railroad ties, which you usually tend to hear was because of disgruntled workers, which would make sense. But uh, when they first announced this in 1897, they were all talking about A.T. Stewart, the uh, the Marshall Field of New York, whose body had been stolen and held for ransom, yeah. and uh, the attempted theft of Abraham Lincoln. So the... The Tribune and the Daily News both went into great detail about it. They, they they differed a little. The Daily News had a lot of fun with it, talking about like grimy faced men with shovels and rakes and implements of destruction. It's, it's like a, a line. It's like a scene from Dickens, the way they describe it. But they also mentioned that they were like shadowed by the shadows of the nearby obelisks, and there aren't any nearby obelisks. So right, right. Well, I str- the it, they could not have a ten foot deep grave that close to the ponds. Now, you would argue, and I would too, that a book like this uh, not only uh, embellishes any tour of Graceland. Well, sure, it's more than I can work on to a 90-minute tour, for sure. Yeah, way more. Uh, But it enriches, I think, one's knowledge of Chicago, does it not, I would think so, yeah. Well, also, there's um, well, we, even when we think that we know about Chicago history, you, you find there's these other people like Emory A. Store, the aforementioned, or Alice Getty, who were very well known in their day, but we don't really think of them as being a part of the fabric of the city anymore, just because nobody's rewritten the stuff. What do you think of some of the other cemeteries in town, Rose Hill? Uh, well, I work at a lot of the other. I do uh, tours at the other ones too, and I'm a, I'm I'm only just get, I'm, I should be doing an Oakwoods tour this year. I haven't done an official one yet. As part of a Mysterikon, the Mysterious Chicago Convention, uh, we do a cleanup of the Jewish section there that Dignity sure. Memorial doesn't control. Sure. And so we do a, a, an annual cleanup there. And then I'll do a little bit of a walking tour. And I'm still finding more and more people there. Like Charles Volney the... Dyer is there. I love talking about Charles Volney Dyer. What's the other one? Waldheim? Is Waldheim? Uh, is that, you know, Waldheim is, is on the west it's, side. It's right? on the west side yeah. by Forest Home. Yeah. My uncle, and, my uncle buried there. Yeah. So, so I think is Mike Todd, the legendary... 
He is very producer. hard to find. He's yeah. there, but he's very hard to find. Well, because his grave was initially robbed. Right, when, right. Uh, shortly after well, he was uh, buried. Every Friday, the mini-tour is called Find a Grave Friday, where I'll go out to a cemetery where I know a particular person is buried, but I don't figure out exactly where or what the grave looks like. People in the comments figure it out, and then we play hot and cold till I find it. Mm. Mike Todd, if we hadn't had uh, Kelly Marshall from Chicago Movie Tours, who knew right. where it was, sh- come out to the cemetery while I was there, I never would have found the guy wow never so interesting. Uh, there's only we, we always find him eventually you seem to have so much uh, uh fun doing what you do Evan. yeah oh i have a blast doing it what's next you you also have a grand talent for writing i mean are you thinking of another book this must have taken a while that one that one did take a while yeah but it was it was it, it went by fast because it was just so much fun to do and there's so much information out there i'd like to do uh, I've got some notes for doing a, a similar one about the cemeteries in Manhattan, you know, St. Paul's and Trinity. Yeah, there have been books about them, but they're they're not covering all the people that I would like to cover. One, I think there's it, it's not a sense of playfulness that you bring to this thing, but it's not so many books about cemeteries, and I've read a number of them are just Ooh. really dour, dry. There's a lot of them are just a list of all the people's business transactions, exactly, and their weddings, and yeah. they, they need not be, I think. And I think you're breaking a mold here, right? I, I want to show what the people were, what it was like to know them, what what <laughs> what they were like. Yeah, no, like, as, as it says in the introduction, they weren't born at the age of dead. They were, they were, uh, you know, these were people who fell in love, fell out of love, played jokes, got in trouble got diarrhea yep. got diarrhea yeah. again so you have that in yeah, in yeah. the book well mr coven powen wrote about us um, really... stealing eli b williams gooseberries <laughs> <laughs> uh it is a it was a great 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 pleasure to read this book and i'm now a, a huge fan uh you people who still get the tribune there will be a story about this book in tuesday's paper which will be online tomorrow oh, fantastic that's the way the world works ladies and gentlemen <laughs> Adam, it's really a pleasure to meet you. I'm a great admirer. Oh, thanks. Great admirer. Thanks. You must be it's great very, to be here. Must be tired all the time, but my God, <laughs> you're prolific and you're still young, and I can't wait for your next book. No, thanks. Because I want you to stumble upon someone who right. intrigues you as much oh. as uh, as the monster of six, so-called monster oh, well, the, of 63rd Street. Right. Well, there's uh, there was another killer named Johan Hawk in Chicago that I'd really like to do a whole book about. Is nobody's really done a proper one yet. Uh, my agent thinks he's not famous enough that. Like, I wish somebody would write a uh, hugely popular and wildly inaccurate book about Johan Hawk so I could write a write one to clear it well, up. Well, not all agents are geniuses, I'll tell you that. Uh, best to your wife and your son, well, thanks. and uh, I will see you soon. All right, see ya. Thanks.